the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, greetings. Good afternoon to you for this Ash Wednesday edition of The Ride Home. Thanks for coming along. Kath, good to see you as well. I see that you're wearing some Valentine's Day fashion finery. I am wearing it, John. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the T-shirt you're wearing is it's gray. It's a sweatshirt, by the way. Oh, it looks like a T-shirt. No, it's a sweatshirt. Long sleeve sweatshirt, gray. Mm-hmm. I heart, and then there's a image of a mustache. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's meaningful to me. Those that you know and love wear it's mustaches? It's actually not. No, I got it at Goodwill. You are wearing it because... Because it's Valentine's Day, and it's, it has a big red heart on it. Okay. All right. Uh, a little earlier in the day, new Mike was walking around, and there were several of the guys here in programming that were wearing... Uh, are wearing. Oh. Oh. Hold on. It's the chairman of the board saying to us right now. Your looks are laughable. He might not have approved of my sweatshirt I bought at Goodwill. No. He was a little more, you know, fancy. He'd have gone ring-a-ding-ding. Yeah. Yeah, so this Anyway, is the, so so come, going around this morning, yeah, there Mike were, was, several uh, people were wearing red. Uh, yeah. Uh, Classic Mike's got some red on. Uh, our boss has uh, got some red on. Kenny Woods is wearing red. And New Mike was like, what is the deal with everybody wearing red? Yeah, I was like... I walked in and there's like two guys behind me. They're both wearing red. I'm like, mm-hmm. I didn't get the memo that I was supposed to wear red today. Yeah. So when I mean, they told you it was Valentine's Day, did you say, "Oh, duh"? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of course. I, I never wear red on Valentine's well, Day. Well, yeah. clearly you're not since you've got blue and black going. Yeah. Then Classic Mike said, "It's it's like a role. It's like St. Patrick's Day where when you wear green, Fa- that's you a, that's have not, to wear red for no, Valentine's no. Day." I said, "That's not failure." A big, yeah. No, that's not true at all. Well, I mean, one third of us is wearing red. No, you're not. You're not I wearing am. Red. I got a big red heart. You're on. wearing gray. It's a big red heart in the center side. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's working it hard. Kind of, it no. isn't working hard to find, I find that. Yeah. Do, I wonder. Do, do our listeners wear red on Valentine's Day? Yes, I'm sure deal? they do. Do you know why? Because they observe holidays. Mm. Well, okay. So it's Ash Wednesday. I see that the three of us, none of us. Have ashes on our floor. No, I have not done that yet. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Mm-mm. Oh, look, here's Classic Mike coming in to show mm-hmm. off his red yeah. finery. Thank you, <laughs> Classic Mike. Mike. Nice. He sports it well. You yes, know, because Classic Mike always is attuned to what day it is. He and is. he dresses himself appropriately. Yeah. But again, let's go back. None of us have ashes on our forehead. Are you going no. to a, a Lenten service this evening? This evening? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not able to go this evening. Normally, I, I do go because it's part of my uh, work, and yet I'm mm. not able to this time. Okay. What about you? I'm not. Okay. New Mike? None no. of us are. No, no. Nope. That's lame. It is lame. Well. We should have gone. You know, it would have been better to go earlier in the day. I had to be here early this morning. Yeah, that's the problem. I had to be at work. Yeah. And I did think about it more than several times. Mm-hmm. I, I, I lament that because growing up, that was, you know, part of the a- annual of ritual. I, I always loved to have 
the ashes on my forehead. Mm-hmm. Wait no, a second. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. We have, we have a pastor here. All he has to do is just light a candle, no, blow out the candle. No, Mike, it's... You know, get the... It's get almost the heretical. Soot. Why is that heretical? He's a pastor. Why is that heretical? We believe in Jesus. What's I heretical know, about well, that? You know, just sort of like doing it out of his corner office. I don't... What's not... I don't know. I'm not doing Obviously, that. if we were going to do that, we could make it meaningful. Yeah. Well, we haven't. Well, I'm not so, saying that we have. I'm just saying so, it's not a horrible idea. That no, not, it's not a good idea. I don't think it's no. a bad one. We had a staff meeting this morning early, so you'd think yeah. if we were going to do it, we would have done it at the staff meeting. Well, that's your all fault because you were all at the staff meeting. Oh, I see. It always comes back to our fault. And, <laughs> you're, and you sit there with your little red heart on all happy. Okay. A little earlier in the day, uh, Kath came in and uh, our offices are next to each other. She uh, evolved in this deep and strong coughing fit that went on for, oh, I bet you 10 minutes. I'll be honest, it overtook me. I was like, hey, you okay in there? And she was like, let me suffer in you know my own way. I'm like, mm-hmm. excuse me. So then later on, <laughs> as she was still coughing, I went over to see if she was okay and yeah. still standing upright. Mm-hmm. She was choking on some sort of pungent orange mm-hmm. it was very orange. orange it was just an orange just went down the wrong pipe yeah so i said hey you know it'd be better off having a milk dud and she laughed thought i was kidding i was in my office having a box of milk duds she was having an orange and i was, was trying to choose the healthy option mm-hmm. i was unhealthy she was dying <laughs> so here's the thing so after i nearly choke mm-hmm. on the you know 100 percent natural orange yeah. john comes over and actually gives me some milk duds that really, I got to be honest, I had three. It cleared it up. It's a quick pick-me-up. It did. It's better it than Ricola. I'll tell you that. It's better than what? Ricola. It's Ricola. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's, what do I have to adhere to this brand name for? Because that's what it is. <laughs> that drives you crazy, It does. Me. It just does. I don't I mean. even care. Do you not hear the sweet, the, you know, Scandinavian guy with the big horns saying, Ricola? Did you never yeah, no, pay that. attention to that I don't, before? I don't Good pay heavens. attention. It doesn't really matter to me. All right. Uh, before we go to break, we need an Olympic update. Oh, yeah. It's time for that. Mike? Um There we go. Salute you. Last night, holy smokes. Was that epic? That sure was. We're talking about the uh, Sean White, the half pipe? He won the gold last night in the half pipe. What's the whole, what's the whole pipe look like if that's the half pipe? You know what they said last night? Hmm. That that's 640 feet long. So that's two feet? football fields. No, yards. No, feet. 600 feet. Two football fields long. So it's over two football fields. Long. So if it's a half pipe, where's the whole pipe? And what, what exactly? If it's the Olympics. They think they bring out the whole pipe. Uh, that is. Do you get terrified watching that? No, I'm it thrilled. Freaks by it. me out. It is. It's awesome. Okay, now I, I felt bad because you know we were. You sort of chastised me the other day for uh, not enjoying uh, figure skating. Yeah, I feel badly for you that you don't enjoy figure skating. I so love figure skating. I was going back and forth between the two. Oh. There's no comparison. Well, of course there isn't. You're I mean, not supposed smokes. to compare the Olympic sports. Well, You're supposed to compare the athletes within the sport. Well, just for more, you know. I mean, I don't think for... Sean White would be very graceful on the ice. No, he would not be. No. But for just pure chills and thrills. Oh, it's amazing. But there's, yeah. But I mean, as far as for pure elegance, ballet and beauty, you've mm-hmm. got figure skating. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, don't even roll your Place. eyes at me yeah, about really. that. I mean, anyway, Sean White. So there he is, sort of down a little bit, thinking he, he better bring his best He game. had a bad second run. He sure did. He fell. Mm-hmm. And then he brought it. I mean, that's a And what was champion. interesting is because Holy he had won the qualifiers, he got to go last mm-hmm. in his third run. So he got to see exactly what he had to do to win the Step gold. Step it up. And and people had wiped out, like the three people in front of him had wiped out uh-huh. one way or another. Mm-hmm. Not huge mm-hmm. wipeouts, but there were, you know, they had fallen or, you know, they weren't at their best. He got up there and I thought. And the score's in. It's the return of the king in the men's half pipe. Oh, Sean White takes the goal. That's cool. 
He's 31. I'm crying. When he when that when those results came up and he threw his snowboard, I mean it was just it was fabulous. Epic, epic. My now, daughter and I stood up. Yeah. We were he, so excited. He's taking some heat today though, because as soon as he won, of course, an American flag is handed to him by some off off screen person. Right. And, and you know, overcome with emotion. I said to my wife, he's going to get in hot water for that. And sure enough, he did. He's dragging the American flag sort of behind him awkwardly today. On the touch of the ground. Yep. Today, what's it on the news? Sean White disgraces the American flag. I don't think that was that was his intent. Okay, at spare all. me. And he's a sexual harasser. Yeah, all that. I mean, here. All that. Look, all it's I have to do. In. All I. Uh, how many athletes? Okay, so we could we could never drag the flag. No, for sure. you should not. Okay, intentionally. Okay, but I'm saying okay. So if we're so concerned about dragging the flag, then we should have no athlete ever drape themselves in it. That well, would be the safest thing to do. Yeah. But if you're talking about athletes who have just done a tremendously difficult physical expression oh of athleticism and mental, I don't think they're probably in the right frame of mind to be concerned about flag etiquette. No, no. I just think that's silly. I wonder what that is, what the deal is with that. I mean, where does that come from? Because I don't remember this often. You know, like. You know, in past Olympics, maybe from 30 years or so ago, all of a sudden this has become part of the mainstream. What where as soon as someone wins a medal, then a flag is handed to them and I'm they pretty, parade themselves well, around. Bruce Jenner did that. Did he? Yep. When he won the well, decathlon. That might have been impromptu. That might have been one of the first times. Oh, it might have been. You know, but, but now it might have been impromptu become, last night. I, it didn't look like it. It doesn't. It just feels to me as though it's all premeditated now that this has become the thing to do. Well, I mean, either we. we I'm not saying it's bad. Either I'm just we, saying no, it's, it, it no, feels no. But as I'm saying I'm saying we have to pick though. Either we want to rejoice with our country's athletes and as they show the flag, or we're going to be really particular about flag etiquette. I don't think you can do both things. No. And I think that that being the, I'm not saying that I want to drag my no, flag around the not. neighborhood. I'm not no, saying I no, want to no. be disrespectful or have bad manners. But he wasn't being disrespectful or having bad manners. He was excited about winning something incredibly difficult. Clearly, so for those of us that are sitting on our sofas not doing anything, I don't think it's really right for us to point at some guy on the screen and say he should be carrying that better. I hear you. Okay, enough of that rant. Let's move forward, okay? <sighs> we got a good show for you. Cola cough drops, mm-hmm. a pleasant tasting blend of organically grown herbs mm-hmm. from Switzerland. Thank you, Mike. See, it's not Ricola. <laughs> Will you take it off your high horse? I'm just saying. Please, would you put... Just get off your high That's horse. That's the guy with the horn. Yeah. Can we get out of here? Should I, should I hit this button? It's the guy with the horn. Okay. Oh, I hit the button. There's nothing going on there, Mike. Uh, just pay attention. You're all worried about the dang <laughs> cough drop. Okay? Okay. There you go. <laughs> cough drops and jazz. It's the ride home with John and Kathy. Stay with us. 1.5 WORD. Here's what's happening today on Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. And bitterness is blindness. You don't see the truth. One of the truths you don't see when you're bitter is that God can take every bad thing in your life and use it for good if you'll give it to him. You don't see the truth that God can take even the stupid mistakes you've made, even your sins, even your willful disobedience, and he can turn that around and bring it about and use it for good in your life if you'll give it to him. Daily Hope with Rick Warren, tomorrow morning at 11 on 101.5 WORD. If you're a mom or dad of a child who struggles, you've searched high and low trying everything you can. From tutors to counselors, specialists to pills, you've tried them all with little success. You need to know there is a program that has helped tens of thousands of kids just like yours. 
Brain Balance Achievement Centers can make a real difference for your child. Brain Balance is a drug-free solution that deals with the root cause of issues like ADHD, dyslexia, audio processing, and behavioral challenges. Our combination of sensory motor exercises, academic skill building, and a clean eating plan doesn't just mask the issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child has trouble making friends, is disruptive in school, or is frustrated to the point of tantrums, now is the time to call Brain Balance Achievement Centers. Learn more at brainbalance.com or call 724-390-9012 today. Futures and options trading involves financial risk. It is not suitable for all investors. Fire the stockbroker and hire yourself. I'm Scott Bauer, and I've been on the trading floor for 25 years. I traded for Goldman Sachs and the S&P 500 pit and was the first Amazon market maker at the CBOE. I am also the senior market strategist here at Trading Advantage, the leading educational firm teaching people how to become professional traders. Now, for a limited time, I am offering one of the trading techniques used by thousands of our students every day to help build their financial future. Get started right now by calling 1-800-288-0092. Leave your email address on my voicemail, and I'll email you my free trading technique and the Trading Advantage Daily Market Report at no cost to you. Again, 1-800-288-0092. That's 1-800-288-0092. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit ExtremeTruck.net. 412-257-1006, ExtremeTruck.net. There are many thousands of different denominations or different ways to be a Christian, to engage in Christian worship to Jesus. And more often than not, we're, we're separate, right? We tend to sort of like look at the other people and go, they're doing what? Why do they do it like that? That's kind of weird. We don't do it like that. No. Well, our, our first guest today, um, Matthew Ingalls is with us. Matthew's a pastor at River Street Church of God in Newburgh, Oregon. He wrote a piece in Christianity Today called Christian Unity in Ashes. Ash Wednesday is an opportunity for Christians from many traditions to come together to recognize our need for Jesus. Matthew, we welcome you to the show. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Matthew, I am I'm just thrilled with this article. I think what you're saying is so important, and it's something I, I think every believer, regardless of denomination, needs to take really seriously. Um, and so I want you to start out talking about the story of E.C., your friend who's a Presbyterian, and Bruce, your friend who's a Quaker. Yeah, uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity to brag about my friends. Uh, they, they, uh, so we're, we're pastors in the small community of Newburgh uh, here in Oregon, and um, I know them both very well, and, and we, are, we are very different. But we, EC came up with this idea of, of sharing this Ash Wednesday service together, and, and that just seemed like a an, an really natural, wonderful fit for us to, to be able to humble ourselves and worship together. And, and as I'm sure you know, Christian denominations, one of the things that we struggle with most is to come together around worship, around, uh, around a service like Ash Wednesday where we might have differences over communion and, and style and those sorts of things. And, 
Uh, and so, yeah, it's been a, a really wonderful time uh, where the three of us, I think, take a very humble approach, and, I, and I'm very lucky to have have these brothers uh, in Christ to, to kind of lead the way. I just happen to be the one who wrote about it. So. Yeah. So EC is a Presbyterian, Bruce is a Quaker, and tell us about yourself. What is River Street Church of God? Yeah, so we're uh, we're part of the Church of God out of Anderson, Indiana. There's quite a few denominations called the Church of God. But uh, basically, we are um, a small denomination that uh, focuses on, on holiness and unity and the idea that the, the Spirit uh, kind of leads us in, holy, in holiness and leads us into a kind of holy lifestyle. And, and so I think we've, we find ourselves kind of in the mainstream of evangelical Christianity. Um, and we're not very liturgical. When I first introduced Ash Wednesday, I think people sort of looked at me like, wait, you're going to make me get dirty in church. <laughs> so uh, it's, been a, it's been a good ride. But, um, but yeah, that's kind of where, where we are. And so there, in some ways I think we, we occupy a bit of a middle space between our Presbyterian brothers and sisters and our, our Quaker brothers and sisters. Right. So, so describe this then. What does a typical Ash Wednesday service look like with you and your two buddies? Yeah, so um, we have people from our staffs that, that are also involved in the leadership of things, and uh, we, we pray together, we read Scripture together, uh, we sing some songs together, um, and then there is a, a sermon, and then after the sermon we, we do a, a litany of confession, because so much of Ash Wednesday is just kind of our admittance that, um, that we have we have caused Christ to need to walk the road of the cross, that we've all contributed to the need for him to suffer and the need for him to die. And so there's this litany of confession that we do together uh, where we just confess that, that we, we are sinners in need, in need of Christ's sacrifice. And that sort of lowers us uh, together in this, this very um, wonderful spot where we, we are not, nobody's raised up, nobody can say, I, I, I don't bear any of the guilt and then we apply the ashes, and uh, and we are reminded then of our um, that we are are but dust, and and to dust we shall return. And then after that, we take communion together. And I think that's you know Christ says in several places in the New Testament says in several places that uh, those who humble themselves will be exalted. And I think in that moment of communion, we don't Christ doesn't leave us in a heap of ashes. He reaches out to us and lifts us up. And and then we really. Our three congregations find ourselves um, doing partnerships throughout the year that Ash Wednesday is just sort of a, uh, a jumping off point for unity for us, for us, our three congregations to try and bring the salt and light in our, our little slice of the world here in nice. Newburgh. So Matthew, uh, I'm sure where you are uh, to walk around for the rest of the day with ashes on your forehead, you've got to stand out, right? Well, we would, except that we do our Ash Wednesday service at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, my church has a uh, a community supper, and we we always, whenever we do midweek things, we really try to um, really try to orient things around that supper so that we can invite our neighborhood to, to participate. So we do uh, we do the Ash Wednesday service tonight. So we haven't done it yet. Okay, so. Based on your article, you say that there's a vertical component to Ash Wednesday and a horizontal one. So the vertical one is that that moment of dust, you call it, serves to yeah. remind us that we are not the same as our creator, that we're made of different stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. We we relate to God uh, based on grace. None of us arises to Him. We we are we are all the same in that. You know, no one shall boast because the the nature of our relationship is all the same. Christ has has drawn near to us out of His His grace and compassion. And then the horizontal element is that we don't love each other paternalistically. I like how you said that. So you're not trying to love your Quaker brothers and sisters as the smarter elder brother, and you right. feel sorry for them because of their bad theology and poor choices. <laughs> but right. you, yeah. but, and you, you know, you pity your Presbyterian brother because of all the notes he takes. Um, <laughs> I say that as Presbyterian, so I feel like I can, yeah, I can enter into that. But but you, um, so you're not looking down on them because of their different theology or practice. You're united in your belief in Jesus, and you say that that puts all of you on the same level. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the the beauty of humility. I think, you know, I was I was raised in a Christian home, and and humility was a common theme in my childhood and my youth group and church experience. And and humility is often something we're so afraid of. Um, we we you know we suffer from a, a complex where we we have to spend our entire lives making ourselves look as as good as we can. And you know you look at Facebook or Twitter and how much of that outward appearance on our social networking is about making us look good. And, uh, and so humility is really scary. It's not natural, but man, there's such fruit, um, such fruit in having humble relationships where, Mm. where we look to our side and and we say, no, I'm not better than you. Um, I, I am your brother. I am your sister. And and let's do this together. Let's walk this road with Christ uh, together, even though we do disagree and we do have, um, Maybe even really significant disagreements, but but right, I because because you, I, you've you've said yeah. you're not going to become a Quaker and you're not going to become right. a Presbyterian. <laughs> so it's not that you're yeah. it's not that you're changing your convictions. Yeah, I don't I don't feel threatened at all by by the differences. I uh, I don't I don't know how to explain that. I guess exactly, but I yeah. So they're they're following their conscience and I'm following mine. I I don't. Uh, I don't know how I could do anything else, and, and I don't expect them to do anything else. And like Paul says, let's work out our salvation with fear and trembling. So, yes. yeah. From River Street Church of God in Newburgh, Oregon, we're talking with Matthew Ingalls. So, Matthew, in your piece, you write, For my friends and me, Ash Wednesday serves as a moment to detox from the machinations of cultural chaos. So the next 40 days, obviously, for all of us as Christians, deeply significant what does that look like? You look like for you that the detox of it all. Oh man, uh, that's a great question. I've been thinking a lot about what if I would give anything up this year for Lent, and I, I suppose after writing this article, it's almost heresy to say I might not. But mm-hmm. I really, I just, I just, I do want that that detox of just. I want to carry the humility of Ash Wednesday with me for the next forty six days or whatever it is, and uh, and just be able to. Because yeah, we we all wrangle for the top spot these days, yeah. and, and there's so much of it. And I I am so graciously given love by Christ, and so graciously allowed to be in friendships with people like Bruce and EC, and and to watch how wonderfully the Spirit of God moves through them. So I really this this Lent, I really want God to open my eyes more and more to that, mm-hmm. to keep that in the forefront. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of your article, um, Matthew, is when you write this. You said, the ashes upon our heads tell a different story. As logical as your statement of faith may be, 
It does not increase the limits of your human frailty because you cannot capture the fullness of God. The fullness of God is revealed in Christ and in Christ alone. So as as strongly as I believe the tenets of my particular theological denomination, it's important that we don't equate what we understand about God and God. So we're coming, yeah. we're coming to a, a person. We're not coming to a series of suppositions. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, um, you know, my, my favorite example of that from scripture is, is when Jesus is washing the disciples feet and, and, you know, Peter's like, I, you're not washing my feet, are you? And, and he's like, well, if you don't let me be this, I'm a servant, you know, I, I am, this is who I am is I'm going to lower myself. And, and if you don't let me be me and you have no part in me, I think that's really a, a, powerful posture to take as a Christian is to just always have my hands open and I'm not clinging to my doctrinal statements. I'm not clinging to, to what I've you know, learned in seminary. I'm, I'm clinging to this relationship with the truth embodied, um, not the truth on paper, but the, the truth alive. Yeah. So. And so you finish with, and if we are dust, we might as well be so together. I'm into that. Yeah. Well, Matthew, thanks an awful lot. We really enjoyed our time with you. And, of course, you're writing your excellence in Christianity today. It's been our pleasure to have you with us today on this Ash Wednesday. Thank you so much. I appreciate it a lot. Thank you. Matthew Engels, he joins us from River Street Church of God in Newburgh, Oregon. He is also the author of The Upside Down Way, blogs at JesusAndHisWay.com. Matthew Engels. We'll take a quick break. Uh, we got lots more ahead. It's the, uh, the Ride Home, the Ash Wednesday, Valentine's Day edition. Stay with us. It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. So what did you think? I was really impressed. You were right. Newcastle Christian Academy has a lot to offer. Couldn't you just see Lauren thriving there? Yeah. I really like that uh, Orton Gillingham... A reading specialist. I know. That could really help with her dyslexia. And all of those extracurricular activities. Hey, they have archery. I mean, how cool is that? And band and drama. And scholarships. Newcastle Christian Academy. Preschool through 8th grade. In the heart of Lawrence County at nccaed.org. Got issues with youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit, offers more than 1,000 free online resources for youth and high school sports coaches, parents, students, and administrators. Visit pcadevzone.org.
cloudy and mild tonight with occasional rain. Temperatures steady or slowly rising into the 50s. Cloudy and warm tomorrow with spotty drizzle in the morning, then periods of rain in the afternoon. 63 degrees, rain, some heavy at times tomorrow night. Watch for flash flooding. Low 44, then colder Friday with some rain, perhaps ending as a bit of wet snow. Temperatures will fall into the 30s. I'm AccuWeather's Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. The Bee Gees, how deep is your love? Come on. What year is that? Uh, 70. 70. What do you think? Six. Wait, was that the Saturday Night Night Fever soundtrack? Yeah. I would think that would be 78. 78. I'm saying 76. You could be right. Mike, you got a little beat on that uh, timeline? No. Saturday Night Fever. Why, why are you playing that? Because oh, it's you know, deep as your love. Because it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> I mean, you know, I thought it was like a salute to the Bee Gees or something. No, it's, you know. it's a holiday we're celebrating, John. <laughs> yeah, that was a good. Mike said, I'm going to put on a song and you have to guess what it is. Oh, well, easy. listen, not only that, I know most of the words, which I, again, wish I didn't. Mm. Can't I just get in there and scrub all those lyrics, worthless lyrics out so I can learn something of value? Did, do you have that soundtrack? No, I wasn't allowed because it was an R-rated movie. Uh-huh. Well, well, you're right. It is from the Saturday Night Fever yeah. soundtrack, soundtrack okay. and it was released in 1977. Oh, we were right in the middle. You said six, I said eight. Mm-hmm. That's a weird movie. It's a horrible. Yeah. I just watched it for the Did first you? time. Really? I was never allowed when I was little. I just, yeah. I was sick maybe two years ago and I turned it on. It's like unwatchably bad. <laughs> it pretty much is. I feel the same way. Oh, it's yeah. so cheesy. I saw it. He looks emaciated mm. and sick and the dancing's horrible. Yeah. It's atrocious. Talk it's about, that's really bad. Talk about, you know, hashtag stand up or I mean, holy I smokes. Mean, it, no kidding. Yeah. I mean, I was like, whoa, what's going on there? What is happening yeah, in this exactly. film? Yeah. Good golly. All right. Um, I have a couple uh, surprising facts about St. Valentine. Oh, mm-hmm. the St. Valentine. Yeah. Well, funny you say, should say the. Because uh-huh, there are several imposters. Well, he may, St. Valentine may have been two different people. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? No, I did not. Yeah. Like uh, Santa offici- Claus. Well, <laughs> officially recognized by the Roman Catholic Church, St. Valentine is known to be a real person who died around A.D. 270. However, his true identity was questioned as early as A.D. 496 by Pope Galatius the first, who referred to the martyr and his acts as being, quote, only known to God. Okay. Mm. One account uh, describes him as being a temple priest who was beheaded near Rome by the Emperor Claudius II for helping Christian couples wed. But a different account claims that Valentine was the Bishop of Terni, also martyred by Claudius II on the outskirts of Rome. So two Claudius. different people. So we're really not sure who Saint the St. Valentine. Valentine is, right? Mm. Okay. Um, so all in all, there are about a dozen St. Valentines plus a pope. That How about that? Valentine, really? Yeah. Carry that same thread. So the saint we celebrate on Valentine's Day is known officially as St. Valentine of Rome in order to differentiate him from the dozen or so other Valentines on the list. Okay? The official Roman Catholic roster of saints shows about a dozen who were named Valentine or some variation thereof. So how does that? There was even a Pope Valentine, by the way. Though hmm. little is known about him except that he served a mere 40 Days. Whoa. AD 827. Claudius got him as well. Just be careful. Yeah. So how does that – I hesitate to call it a myth or that story. How does that 
transcend its way centuries ahead. And got us given away right. You know, and, and classic Mike's wearing a red shirt. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it is How an amazing evolution. It's really weird. Isn't that strange? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Valentine is the patron saint of two things. Which don't seem to have any connection, but when I tell you, you're gonna you're gonna say what? Okay. He's the patron saint of epilepsy and beekeepers. What? Wonder yes. Why? Why? Yes. Why are the two? Well, you know, saints are apparently, For according causes. to Catholic tradition, mm-hmm. they are. You know, they have holy duties interceding yes. for earthly affairs. Okay. So if someone's an epileptic, that's right. Your so so thing. people call on him to watch over uh, for interventions regarding people of epilepsy, as well as the plague, fainting, and traveling. Okay. But they also. Uh, Christopher is the traveling saint. Well, apparently there's a, there's a little bit of a, you know, it's like a Crossover. Venn diagram. Mm-hmm. There's like. <laughs> One can, side is Valentine, one's Christopher, and then there's huh. that center part where they both exist. Now, I can see the fainting thing because right, people like sort of, you know, on the fainting couch, uh, the, the Victorian model of the, the, you know, the fail female, the frail female. So uh, St. Valentine was like, how oh, did I get stuck? Uh, let me help you. Anyway, um, but, but he's also uh, called upon for his interventions regarding beekeeping. wonder why that is. There's no explanation of that. I think that was a curious collision of things. Who I wonder, you know, that's that's a whole other story for a, whole, a long day. I wonder who assigns the the model upon you. You will now be the saint of. Beekeepers. That's a very good question. And who's done that? And You'd have that to work? ask someone who is a Catholic and, historian. I would to be able imagine to say there'd that. be some money involved. You think? Well, you know, it's sort of like, you know, I'm going to forgive your sins, so give me some cash. Right. Well, that's what the Reformation was about, exactly. right? So this is pre-Reformation. I mean, over, right, right. This is four hundred or five hundred. Right. You know. Well, I don't. Yeah, and I don't know when that was. I don't know when. Uh, I don't know when he became a saint. To be honest, mm-hmm. so I'm not sure what that is. But it is interesting. You asked how we ended up going from those early stories of martyrdom yes. to the current day, where we're all going out and buying red roses and little, you yeah. know, chalky hearts. I right? love you. Um, but, and I'm reading from history.com, by the way. It, it's a, the medieval English poet Geoffrey Chaucer, Chaucer often took liberties with history, placing his poetic characters into fictitious historical context, right? But no record exists of romantic celebrations on Valentine's Day prior to a poem Chaucer wrote in 1300. Oh, okay. So there okay, you go. Okay, so Chaucer might be Pick the link up. between, you know, ancient martyrdom uh-huh. and where we are today. All I mean, right. it's still a long time ago in 1375. But, but still. That could be it. But so no romantic celebrations existed in history associated with St. Valentine until Chaucer. Okay. So there you have it. Half-truths and incomplete thoughts mm-hmm. on the origin of Valentine's Day. We did our best. I'm telling you, history.com okay. comes through again. All right. So we're going to miss. WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekend. With the best new music. New New music from Corey Asbury. Reckless Love. Matt Marr and What a Friend. And No Other Love by Jasmine Murray. 
the best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. 101.5 WORD on the weekend. Individual results may vary. Sophia went through a lot of tutoring and got minimal results. For her ADHD, she was almost off the charts. None of the typical therapies met her needs. We felt like we were constantly playing catch-up. There was great guilt, like I had done something wrong. I hadn't taught my child what she needed to learn. She wasn't functioning in society. I knew I knew this was going to be the solution. Brain Balance is the answer for your kid because it didn't just mask the problems. It actually addressed the issue. That little girl that wants to do well, that wants to please, that wants to make the right choices is actually able to make the right choices and to please now. This is not my kid anymore. This is this totally different kid. I don't doubt for a moment that I made the right decision in taking Sophia to Brain Balance. It has completely completely changed our lives. Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's 724-390-9012. Yeah, traffic. It is what it is. Missed concerts, football games, lots of cold dinners, and cold shoulders from Cindy. How much longer do I have to do? Kids miss me. Cindy misses me. Our marriage is missing me. With a financial strategy from Kurt Knodek. Then I heard Kurt Knodek on the radio again. Retire sooner than they planned. Retire sooner. I called Kurt. We talked life, family, retirement. He had my numbers. Then Kurt pulls out this retirement plan, personalized for me. Look at that. Retirement wasn't that far off as I thought it was. Now the only thing I'm missing the traffic do you need a financial strategy for retirement let's talk accurate solutions group 800-360-1645 that's 800-360-1645 Investment advisory services offered through Accurate Investment Solutions, Inc. The return on my investment has been beyond my imagination. Stock Family Dentistry's Dr. Megan Stock on unexpected blessings. I always wanted to be a great dentist, but what I wasn't prepared for is the relationships that I'm able to develop. It's a deeper relationship than I thought I would be developing with my patients, and it's reawakening my relationship with God. And I think it has just about everything to do with me purchasing this practice and the patients welcoming me like they did on Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Finding a Christian school that meets your students' needs and your high standards is simple. Visit PittsburghChristianSchools.net and discover Greater Pittsburgh's best Christian schools, links to their websites, location information, and more. PittsburghChristianSchools.net. thinking about this a lot lately about sabbath because mm-hmm. i think most of us we don't keep a sabbath we just go about our sundays as though it's another day we go to church and you know and do what we have to do well, our next guest Dr. luke bobo is with us luke is the director of resource and curriculum development for made to flourish he's also the author of living salty and light-filled lives in the workplace and a layperson's guide to biblical interpretation in town for the Coalition for Christian Outreach Jubilee very shortly. And uh, Luke, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Luke, I'm happy to hear your voice and to meet you. Have you been to Jubilee before? I have. It was many, many moons ago when I attended. Did you attend as a presenter or as a student? Uh, neither as a 
um, faculty member, you might say. Mm, wonderful. Okay. Well, we're really happy that you're going to be you. in Pittsburgh um, in a couple of weeks. Actually, it's coming up next weekend already. Um, Luke, John and I have been talking about Sabbath, as he said, and you know we find it really curious that you know if someone was in our church community who was a compulsive liar, or someone was stealing from the church, or there were two people in our church who were having an affair, what that would be dealt with that would be brought up that would be serious Mm -hmm. that would be an element of concern for the whole church body but when someone violates the sabbath it's almost looked at as you know an attaboy and i I can't i can't figure out how we've gotten to that place well in fact um we tend to applaud and recognize the hard worker I can tell you story after story, uh, one story in particular. Uh, this Christian man was engaged in very important work, and this is a negative example. And what we, what we try to teach is that there's going to be periods where we should work maybe many hours, but we should still, when we have that break, honor the Sabbath. In this particular case, this, this man, this Christian man, was working uh, on a very important project in his church. Instead of being sympathetic, they actually uh, administer church discipline. So th- that's a that's the other side or the flip side of how the church has not done a very good job of um, commending the Sabbath and encouraging the Sabbath. And when we think about the purpose for the Sabbath, uh, the Sabbath simply means to cease from your Monday through Friday work for 24 hours. And the purpose for the Sabbath is to enjoy God, to reflect on his good, his good gifts, and it's, it's restorative. God has never made or never intended for us to be robots or machines, but yet as human beings, we push ourselves to the, to the limits, and we find ourselves grumpy, exhausted, mm. overwhelmed, stressed, burned out, on the verge of a nervous breakdown, confused, and often guilty. Our good God has given us this great gift called the Sabbath, but we live in a culture that doesn't command the Sabbath or recognize the Sabbath because uh, we tend to think if you're not working, then you're lazy. Right. Mm. So, so, Luke, here it is today. Uh, you know, this is the, the first day of Lent. And so, you know, a lot of people kind of go, well, I'm, I'm going to give up X for Lent. And, you know, that's sort of like a badge of honor. I'm, I'm going to give something up, and, you know, there's, there's a, a reward for that. Well, you could sort of assume, uh, apply the same thing to a Sabbath. I'm going to give up working, uh, but, you know, what's the, what's the benefit of that, right? Right. And the benefits are, are clear. One, it gives us an opportunity to trust God. And two... Our bodies, let me put it this way, we were meant to work, but we were also meant to rest. Mm. And so we give up that medicinal value that rest, the Sabbath rest brings to, to walk away from our work for a 24-hour period, and that's restorative, uh, physically and spiritually. So going back to both the the negative example you brought up and the... Um 
the idea of, of Sabbath breaking that we kind of give an attaboy to that John and I have been talking about over the last couple of weeks. Um, do we get there? And obviously you've said, oh, we know that our culture worships work, but it's still impressive to me and not in a good way that, I mean, we don't, we, we haven't, yeah, our culture also is a culture of liars, but we still don't go to the point in our church where we are laudatory to people who lie. Like there's something strange. It's like we've really jumped the shark when it comes to Sabbath keeping. That's exactly right. And if you carefully read the uh, passage in Exodus 20 where uh, Moses outlines the Ten Commandments, it's very striking at the very beginning of those Ten Commandments. uh, We're not to make idols. We should not take the Lord's name in vain. Then at the end, you should not covet. You should not steal. But right there in that list, is the the command, the commandment to observe and remember the Sabbath. Yes. And we we neglected, as one author I read said, we ne- we ne- neglected to our peril. Mm-hmm. It's perilous to neglect the Sabbath because, again, as fallen human beings, and God did not have to rest in Genesis two one through three, but God gives us a model to emulate. Uh, often say we image God by working, we image God by being relational, we image God by being moral, but we also image God by taking a Sabbath rest. And God apparently knew that we have we would have that proclivity pro, pro, proclivity to overwork right. or be consumed by work. Hey, Luke, uh, uh, forgive me, I misspoke. Um, you are particularly speaking a Jubilee professional, not the Jubilee Conference, a Jubilee professional coming up a week from Friday held uh, downtown at the West End William Penn. And all the details available right now at plf.org. And all are invited. So, Luke, what about that? Um, can, I'm sure throughout the pages of the Bible it is littered with passages about keeping the Sabbath. Can you talk about that? Can you go into that and give us some examples more? Absolutely. So we start at the beginning in Genesis chapter 1 through chapter 2, and I think it's, I think it's always fascinating to me that we are introduced on the first pages of Scripture to a God that works. We're not introduced to a God that's a warrior or a savior. Mm-hmm. He's certainly those things but we're introduced to a God who works. But we're also introduced to a God at the end of his creative work week, God rests in Genesis 2, verse 1 through 3. God takes a break from his creative work week. So that's one example, uh, and that's before the fall. So some would say uh, it's, it's not necessary, but I think it's even more necessary when you consider the the massive disintegration that we all suffer because of the fall. The fall, indeed, was a game-changer. Another passage that speaks about keeping the Sabbath is Exodus 20, verses 8 through 11. And there, Moses again reminds the Israelite community, God's covenant people, God's redeemed people, to remember the Sabbath and to keep it holy, to guard it uh, with your life. Don't allow technology to creep into your Sabbath, in other words. And then we find it again in Deuteronomy chapter 5. Deuteronomy meaning the second law. Deuteronomy is a book primarily of sermons of Moses, but here again we see it in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 12 through 15. Observe the Sabbath to keep it holy. 
So I often told my students when I taught, when, when God repeats something that many times, it serves as a megaphone. Mm-hmm. Uh, pay attention to this. This is important. So those are just three examples in the Old Testament. And then when we get to the New Testament, that, that famous, often repeated passage in Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy, heavy laden, I will give you rest. There Christ is talking about, as we take upon his yoke, his way of living life, we will indeed find rest for our souls. And then later in the book of Hebrews, we find the writer of Hebrews uh, speaking of a heavenly rest. So our earthly rest, Sabbath rest, actually points to our heavenly rest uh, in the new heavens and new earth. Hmm. That heavenly rest is is the is the joy that's before us, right? I mean that 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 needs to inspire us in our work and in our rest. Right? If we don't have that, if we don't know where we're going, then we've got no incentive in either direction. In fact, uh, that's so very important because I I remember one professor taught me a seminary. He said we should live life now knowing the end of the story. Mm, yeah. So Sabbath rest now is, is like a dress rehearsal for that heavenly rest where in the new heavens and new earth, we will get this work and rest rhythm right. Mm-hmm. But now we have a chance to practice it here on earth, that work rhythm cadence, that work rest rhythm. Well, Luke, we really appreciate your time here with us to talk about Sabbath and as a preview for Jubilee Professional that happens next week. So thanks for being with us. Yeah, oh, my pleasure. The pleasure's ours. Okay, so Jubilee Professional, Friday, February 23rd at the Weston Convention Center downtown. So here's what happens. Hundreds of people gather from across the sectors to grasp a greater vision for how their work contributes to the flourishing of the community, the city, and the world it's really a wonderful event. It's 12 o'clock noon. It gets underway until 6.30 in the evening. Mm-hmm. Kathy's going to be there. She's one of the MCs of the event. And hope that you be part of this as well. Post information on our Facebook page the, about Jubilee Professional. Jubileeprofessional.com. And it starts next Friday afternoon. Take a quick break. Come back. we got a lot more ahead. It is the um, Ash Wednesday, Valentine Day edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Stick around. Connor Lamb has been called Nancy Pelosi's hand-picked candidate, and she'll do anything to get him elected. That's because Pelosi knows Connor Lamb will follow her liberal herd. Backed by Nancy Pelosi, Lamb will be a vote for her liberal agenda of higher taxes, more job-killing regulation, and a weaker military. Connor Lamb, he's with her, not us. Built American tough, Rick Saccone. As a U.S. Air Force officer, Rick Saccone defended our country against commandos and espionage from North Korea. As a senior counterintelligence agent in Iraq, Rick Saccone captured and interrogated terrorists. As congressman, Rick Saccone will fight for Pennsylvania jobs and oppose Nancy Pelosi. Rick Saccone protects our families, community, and country. Built American tough. Rick Saccone. Paid for by NRCC and not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. www.nrcc.org. 
NRCC is responsible for the content of this advertising. Hey, it's Allie. You may have heard me talking about the YP10 weight loss system by Slim Me One. I lost 25 pounds in 30 days about five years ago, and I've talked to people for years who had incredible results. I'm here with Kevin, one of the creators of the YP10 weight loss system. Allie, you and I talking, as you talked on the radio for years about this program, people would come up to you on the weekends and live events, and they'd kind of give you that whisper and say, hey, Allie, tell me the real story about YP10, because they didn't think it was really real. It happened all the time. And the reality is, is that I was the biggest non-believer. And then after doing the program and losing 25 pounds in 30 days, my husband lost 30 pounds. I had friends and co-workers that were losing incredible weight. And then listeners that I spoke to for years that were calling and raving. It's an exciting way to lose weight. And the most important thing is that it works. The YP10 weight loss system by Slimming One is so good. It has a guarantee. You can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days or get your money back. Check out those details and order your YP10 at SlimmyOne.com. That's SLM. I-M-M-E, the number one dot com. One company is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Sounds like a big number, doesn't it? Not to express employment professionals, seeking a skilled labor position, or administrative work. Maybe you're an executive looking for a career that fits. We take pride in connecting the right people with the right company. Express Employment Professionals is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Let us help. We'll open doors for you. Visit expresspros.com slash Pittsburgh West. If you're not in the club, you're missing out. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone, like today. Hit the slopes for half the price. At Peak Ski and Snowboard, you'll find the top ski and snowboard brands, plus all the clothing and accessories you need. Spend just 50 bucks and get a $100 value at Peak Ski and Snowboard in Monroeville and Gibsonia. Log on now to wordfm.com and look for the discount shopping club link. Oh, I love this song. You know, this is... Uh, this is... This is, uh, yeah, of course, Barry White. Oh, that's a fabulous sound. I like this song. Oh, yeah. Mike, you're killing it with the music. Barry White. One of a kind. Unique, completely. I would say 1974. I would say even earlier than that. I would say 72. No, I don't. Okay. You don't think? I, I'm, just, I, I'm, I don't, I'm just guessing. We both came close with the last one. Okay. Here's the deal. I own this album. <gasps> no. Oh, yeah. I, you're Is he this. wearing like big lapels? Oh, he's Is wearing he in a, a suit. It's a white shirt. It's a blue album with a, a round you know, cut out in the middle, and there's Barry. Looking good, I bet. Oh, looking good. Of course. Yeah. Um, what did you say, Kath? I said, I said 72. He said 74. He said 74. Yeah. 1974. <gasps> John you. Hall. Yes, thank you. Very nice for you. Yeah, that's very nice. That's just a great album. The whole album is... There's nothing like that. Mm-mm. He died as a young man. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. been sad. You ever watch uh, that car show on uh, History Channel? There's a guy named Johnny. He's in Vegas. He's got like a car shop where he reconditions Is that cars. the guy that the dude from Pawn Stars used? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen that show, but I've seen him on Pawn Stars. It's a good show because people, you know, they bring people in. You know, it's Vegas. All kind of people show up. I was watching one episode where Barry White's widow showed up with his Cadillac. Like, like this. Barry White's Cadillac? Yeah. No, it was Barry White gave his wife this car. And this car was just beat. And they redid 
the widow's Cadillac. And that, the way that oh. guy does a car oh, is... Oh, man. Oh, my yeah. I mean, it was goodness. vintage. Barry, it was like, you know, Barry White reincarnated. It was really incredible. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. So are you going to play any Valentine music tonight at your house? Uh, no, I might go to the movies tonight. Really? Yeah. What are you going to go to see tonight? We're not sure. Um, Greatest we Showman. See, yeah. Mike? We're torn between the two of those. The Greatest yes. Showman. I, I'd yes, see that's that. a perfect Valentine a movie. Perfect. Come on. It's light. It's fun. Mm, yes. You're going to leave. It's the only movie I've seen, I can't think of how long, that at the end of it, everybody claps. Really? Oh, yeah. See, I'm afraid because you guys have hyped this to me big time. And what if I go in there and go, oh. This is a real disappointment. You might. I hope not. I mean, you'd be wrong. All right. <laughs> wrong Mike hyped it to me. Okay. And then you and went then and then I went and I was over the moon about it. So. All right. Well, maybe we'll do that. Uh, but are you playing Valentine's Day music at your house? Oh, yeah. I'm playing Valentine music. All right. Barry go- White. No, I'm going to go Louis Armstrong tonight. I feel good about that. And some Ella? The two of them together. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Yet another school shooting, this time in Florida, and there are numerous fatalities. Jim Glugowski is with Salem Media in Miami, Florida. Right now, the uh, word is that there are 14 victims, but as many as possibly seven people have been killed at the Marjorie Stillman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida today. Uh, gunman opened fire uh, earlier this afternoon, and um, that gunman now is also en route to the hospital. Broward County Superintendent Robert Runsey says there are numerous fatalities. It is a horrific situation, adding, it's a horrible day for us. The Broward County Sheriff tweeted that so far we have at least 14 victims. On Wall Street, the Dow by 253 points to 24,893. The Nasdaq rose 130. The S&P advanced 36. Oil up a dollar 41 to 60.60 a barrel. This is SRN News. I love you, a bushel and a peck, a bushel and a peck, and a hug around the neck. Hi there, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. So what do you have planned for your Valentine this year besides a hug around the neck? How about Valentine's Day at the Springhouse? We'll turn down the lights, bring out the fancy china, have serenading by a local artist, and serve you a four-course meal of farm-fresh eats like you've never had before. Because Valentine's Day falls on Ash Wednesday this year, we've even added a few non-meat choices. You get to choose from marinated grilled flank steak, celebration chicken, homemade gnocchi and red sauce, and honey glazed salmon with all the fixins. Call today, 724-228-3339 to reserve your spot at one of our three seatings. Get all the details online at springhousemarket.com. 724-228-3339 at springhousemarket.com. You like freedom? I do. You like money? Well, I do too. You like freedom and money, and you're going to love freedom checks. You see, over the next few months, an estimated $34.6 billion is up for grabs to anyone who stakes their claim. Yep, you heard that right, $34.6 billion. To get all the details, just go to www.claimfreedomchecks.com. Thousands of people are already lined up to cash in. Take Doug, for example. He's a 46-year-old from Joplin, Missouri, who's set to get a check for $24,075. And if Doug can do this, I've got a hunch that you can, too. But here's the thing. 
you want the chance to grab your full fair share of this $34.6 billion payout, you must have your ducks in a row by March 1st. So don't wait. Get over to www.claimfreedomchecks.com before the March 1st deadline. That's www.claimfreedomchecks.com. What happened? You used to go hours without visiting the bathroom. Now it seems like you're constantly getting up to go, and you're even getting up at night to go. This is not okay. Listen, the makers of Super Beta Prostate, the number one prostate formula, are introducing a new wonder pill, Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced, with three key ingredients that are great for your prostate. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. To celebrate, we're sending free bottles to men who want to cut down on bathroom trips. Yes, your first 30-day supply is free. Pay shipping and handling. Call 1-800-390-3619. Early research suggests that an ingredient in P3 Advanced may help support a normal prostate size. Combine that with a reduction in bathroom trips, and you have a formula you'd be crazy not to try. Get P3 Advanced free. Call Cloudy and mild tonight with occasional rain. Temperatures steady or slowly rising into the 50s. Cloudy and warm tomorrow with spotty drizzle in the morning, then periods of rain in the afternoon. 63 degrees, rain, some heavy at times tomorrow night. Watch for flash flooding. Low 44, then colder Friday with some rain, perhaps ending as a bit of wet snow. Temperatures will fall into the 30s. I'm AccuWeather's Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, greetings. Good afternoon to you. It is the Ash Wednesday, Valentine Day edition of The Ride Home. It's a weird confluence of uh, it is. holiday and holy day, isn't it? It is. But, you know, we talked about this yesterday. There's something that unites. This hasn't happened in 45 years, that both Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day happened on the same day. Yeah, I like it. I, I like it, too. And as we talked about it yesterday, kind of looking forward to today's show, we were recognizing that both holidays, whether you have a holiday of love or a holiday of repentance, they both imply a type of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So there, there's an easy link to be found there, actually. Yeah, there I think it's an, I think it's hard to kind of figure out how to celebrate them both in a way that wor- that is that kind of works is you know well do you it, celebrate ash wednesday well you you observe you, it that's it you observe ash wednesday right so you kind of celebrate valentine's day and observe ash wednesday right the giving but, away of self but as we talked about in the four o'clock hour whoever saint valentine was and there there were, were there are many saint valentines yes. in the history of the catholic church there are two people who they think the holiday was named for, but they're not sure which one. But both of them were martyred. So it's not, it. Not there's a, a long story. distance from St. Valentine to the little chalky hearts that we're handing out to people. <laughs> yeah. So whether you want uh, you know to... What, you know what it made me think of? Hmm. In reading about St. Valentine today, I thought, truly, we in our culture can take anything meaningful... And make it vacuous. Of course. Anything. Yeah. I mean, you, twist it and turn you, you, you read about these two men, these two saints, both of whom were martyred under Claudius II. And you think, 
it is such a leap. It is such a leap to go from that to spending seventy nine ninety nine on a dozen red roses. Yeah. I mean, what? I, I don't even. It's Get just. I, you think of Valentine's Day and what we do to that. You think of Christmas and what we do to that. Mm-hmm. We think of Easter and what we do to that. How do we get from from being dead to not being dead? I mean, that's a pretty big celebration. Celebrating someone who was dead and then wasn't dead yeah. to little plastic eggs on your tree. Like that's just. <laughs> it's a weird leap. That's really wrong. That's what just time does. Bad. Bad. I was thinking about this the other day. Do you do you remember the anxiety? Was or is this just me? Did you have anxiety when you were a kid about Valentine's Day? That's funny. You should bring that. I'd never thought about that. I remember having anxiety about making my box. Yeah, I, I just got a little anxious thing because remember, I don't know when we were kids, they would sell like little plastic um, boxes of Valentines, right. right? And then you would yeah, write yeah. them out to your classmates. Right. Everybody, you had. Right, everybody, everybody person right. had to get one. Yeah, I, I was thinking about you know like memories of Valentine's Day. My first memory of Valentine's Day was me being yelled at by Miss Day, my kindergarten teacher. Were you bad on Valentine's Day? Well, and is that a worse punishment being than being bad on another day? Here's the memory. This is this is how I remember you know sitting in a circle. Everyone sat in a circle in kindergarten. Okay. A hardwood floor with a red circle. Everyone mm-hmm. sat in a circle. And Miss Day said, okay, we're now going to pass out the Valentines. And the, the, so she was like, John, why don't you come up and help pass out the Valentines? So she would give me a Valentine. And then uh, and then she would say, this is for this person. And I'd walk over to the person across the circle. And, and, but I took the opportunity to perform. And I was making faces and skipping oddly while I was doing that. Mm-hmm. And Miss Day apparently got upset with me, yelled at me, and I had to sit down in shame and disgrace on Valentine's Day. It sort of was like the That's sad. cantilever for the future love life <laughs> that would come my way. Where there was, you know... It's not a springboard, I'll tell you it that. It wasn't, no. It was a... You know, a desire to please and to mm-hmm. entertain, only to have it end in shame and sorrow. Yeah. Thanks for, that, mm-hmm. Thanks for that, Mike. Thanks for that music. Good music, Mike. Fit along very well there with my tale of Valentine woe. You asked Yourself? if I had anxiety over, yeah. over Valentine's Day. I do remember, like, it was very important that I got my box together. To put your Valentine's to, in. Right, whatever Valentine's I would receive. Decorate you know, in, in elementary school. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell you. Upon reflection, my anxiety was greater as a mother when my children were in elementary school because, you know, you'd get the you get the piece of paper that comes mm-hmm. up from the teacher saying that every student is responsible Must. for creating their own box, and then it says in large letters, "Be creative." Oh, oh it's like the kiss of death. Oh, please! And now I you're in competition just, with everybody else. And and, and here's Be the thing: creative. if your kid's in first grade, I promise you, they're not doing this. Of course not. Okay, you can say if you don't have children yet, or maybe you're a, a, an overachiever parent, and if you are, then I I respect you because mm-hmm. I feel inadequate. There's no way I was getting my first graders never. 
cared about decorating that box. Why should they? Never. And so Never. what? So so let me guess. So guess who was decorating the box? You at midnight. Thank you. So did you make a mad rush to Michaels? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And here's the thing. I need that. I'd be creative. Yeah. So I don't want to slap something on there. I have to like do a good. Anyway, one year I don't even remember what to daughter this was for. I did. A pretty darn good box. Mm. Okay, I did a nice job. Yeah, well, I did designer. such. I did such a. Yeah, thank you. I did such a nice job. <laughs> I made my daughters use it for three different years. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "Ma, I need a box." I'm like, "You better oh, use yeah. that one from two years ago." I'll tell you, that took me about eight hours. It's the award winner. Okay, everybody <laughs> loved that box. Okay, mom, they'll recognize it for much. Uh, no, no, Look, no, no. If they recognize it, they're just going to like it again. There was sweat and blood on that <laughs> box, and you're going to use it again, kid. In yeah. addition to the United States, did you know that Valentine's Day is celebrated in Canada, Mexico, the UK, France, and Australia? Same day. Same day. February 14th. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Yep. By the middle of the 18th century in Great Britain, it was common for friends and lovers of all social classes to exchange small tokens of affection or handwritten notes. And by 1900, printed cards began to replace written letters due to improvements in printing technology. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Cheaper postage rates also contributed to an increase in the popularity of sending Valentine Day greetings. So all that to be said... Did you yourself get a Valentine today? I did. I got one this morning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from my you, hub. Did you reciprocate? I have not reciprocate. I mean, I have the card, but he has not received it yet because he gets up at four in the morning. Right. So you're not going to I get didn't up. have that out. Love you. Get going, my man. Okay. <laughs> Love you. I didn't do that. Okay. See you. Have a great day. Yeah. All right. So uh, we talked about this briefly last week. It's your contention, Kath, that today essentially, well, at dinner time this evening, it's amateur night. See... See what? See, now I feel badly I said that. See why? It's one of those things that sneaks out no, vo- vocally, no, 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 verbally, no, no. and you think, really? Did no, I no, 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 no. I think, you know, there's a lot of me. I brought it up because I'm with you. I'm going I'm to just, you know, I'm in lockstep here I with you. I feel badly. I don't no, want to no, dis- no, no. diss people who are going out tonight. No. I just, I just know that oftentimes it's difficult to get a table. There are long waits associated. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes there's a lot of pressure for it to be a meaningful night, mm-hmm. a super romantic night. There's all of this pomp and circumstance, and it just seems like you are setting yourself up for a little bit of disappointment. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all you're saying. <laughs> you're saying a lot is what you're saying. See, okay. maybe I should have just kept quiet. You're the one that brought it I up. I brought it up only because I, I agree. You, that, I felt you know, badly that, about saying that. That's, again, it's my theme here for the day, that whether you know it's Miss Day around the circle in kindergarten. <laughs> Boy, that's coming up again. Uh, because that was this a deep like, mark like on my- This is a therapy session for John. Thank you. Okay, if Miss Day was alive, I'd like to speak with her because like fifty okay, minutes, clear, this is over. Clear some things up here. Wait, I'm not going to write a check yet. Okay, I just I need to divest myself of this you're bad ready, memory. You ready to set up a time for your okay. next appointment? Charles. Are the heirs of Miss Day somewhere Let's, listening right now? Because I'd like to speak to you. Is it your your great aunt or someone somewhere out there? around Valentine's Day? Hmm. Somewhere around Valentine's Day, when I was in kindergarten, uh, um, Miss Exley. That was your teacher? My teacher. Miss Exley. Who, who who got married perhaps the next year and became Mrs. Martin. Oh, no, that's confusing. Isn't that confusing? It wreaks, it wreaks that havoc really, on really kids hard. Lives. That was a lot to keep up with. But I remember somewhere close to Valentine's Day, um, Jeff Hoffman was um, trying to build me a house during some, you know, free time, you know, with, with blocks. Mm-hmm. And um, I was... I don't know if I I was trying. I don't think I was trying to get into it. Anyway, Christy Johnston got upset and knocked the house over. Mm. I remember that. See, more I anxiety. Both, I hope they're both listening. Right. They both live in the Pittsburgh area. 
They do. All right. Mm-hmm. If they're listening, please. I don't know about Mrs. Martin. Give us a call, 800-320-8255. <laughs> we want to sort this out. Isn't it, isn't it awesome how when you talk about elementary friends, yeah. it's always first and last name? Of course. It's always yeah. first and last name. I'm not talking about Jeff. I'm talking about Jeff Hoffman. Yeah. Because that's how you talked about everybody. Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, Jeff Hoffman and Christy Johnston live near each other. Yeah. Jeffrey Chico, if you're out there. Exactly. I'm still thinking about you, my friend. Okay. That may have been second grade, but I got your number. Okay. <laughs> I want to know what's going on. Okay. Valentine's Day, Ash Wednesday continues. Uh, uh, Tish Harrison warns with us. We're going to talk about God's message on Ash Valentine's Day. True love dies. That's straight ahead. Stay with us. It's... Memories of kindergarten on the ride home <laughs> with John very and odd Valentine's What's Day going on here, man? Huh? I want Mike to pick out another song for me later. Please do. WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. The book of Revelation is the greatest manual for what it means to be an overcoming Christian you will ever find. If you want to be victorious and get in on the victory that Christ has already wrought at the cross, the book of Revelation outlines various steps for those who will overcome. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series Escape the Coming Night next time on Turning Point. This evening at 730 on 101.5 WORD. February 14th, in case you didn't know, is today. But I'm not talking about Valentine's Day. I'm talking about a Medicare plan that you could completely love with Marley Financial. And I know you're thinking, didn't we just have open enrollment? Yeah, but I'm talking about disenrollment. And that means it's time to dump your so-called Advantage plan for real Medicare coverage that includes traditional Medicare Part B and the Part D prescription drug plan. Todd Marley knows all of this is confusing and he knows you have questions, but he has a team of experts that can guide you through all the options available to help you make the best choice possible. A comprehensive option that gives you access to any doctor or hospital you want without a referral with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. Don't get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses. Call Marley Financial today. Deadline is today, 724-884-1496 or find them online at marleyfg.com. I'm Pastor Bill Brainsome of the Pittsburgh Protestant Reformed Church located in Forest Hills. At the same feast where Jesus identified himself as the I Am, he also made this claim of himself in John 8, verse 12. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Again, Jesus identifies himself as the light of the world. No, he's not claiming to be the sun or the light that God created on the first day of the creation week. Jesus identifies himself as the spiritual light that shines in the midst of spiritual darkness. Spiritual darkness is sin and unbelief. It is a darkness so deep that it blinds a person to the things of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus comes into that darkness and shines forth the light of life. We'll explain more later. Find out more about our church at prcpittsburgh.org or call 412-727-6778 preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things that concern the Lord Jesus Christ. Hi, Tom Bodette. Scientists tell us that Earth is overdue for a huge solar flare. Bad news, it'll probably fry our electronics and technology. Good news, we'll all get a spectacular tan. Well, a good place to hunker down for the looming sunpocalypse is Motel 6. You'll get a great low rate on a great room under a roof and save more for other stuff like sunscreen or a nice big hat. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Or maybe not. Most mattress ads are dominated by offers of long-term, interest-free financing, often for five years or more. Just how expensive is that mattress if it takes you five years to pay for it? 
Retailers build the financing costs into the already inflated price of the product. This is Robin Trzinski. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't offer long-term financing and don't inflate prices. Why? We believe in transparency and honest pricing. Get a great bed that you can actually afford. OriginalMattress.com Tish Harrison-Warren is with us. Tish is a priest in the Anglican Church in North America, currently serves as co-associate rector at Church of the Ascension in Pittsburgh. Tish is the author of Liturgy of the Ordinary, Sacred Practices in Everyday Life, which was named by Christianity Today. It's 2018 Book of the Year. Information, TishHarrisonWarren.com. Hey, Tish, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Tish, congrats on the book award. Thank you. That was fun. Yeah, that, that was, was a big deal. We did a little dance exciting. for you here in the studio. Oh, you think? Yeah, it was a yeah. Min- it was a minimal dance, but it was a dance still. Side. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> we love the book. Heck yeah. Um, we also love this article that you wrote for CT Women. Um, and so you as an Anglican priest right here in the Pittsburgh area, you write that you are going to, and I don't know if you've done this already or you're going to this evening, I'm not sure what time your service is, but you are going to stand before kneeling members of your congregation and tell them they are going to die on Valentine's Day. <laughs> yes. Yes. I said that. I said this is the most punk rock thing I have ever done. Um, <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. I, I did it um, once today. We had a service at noon, but I'm doing it again. We have a service at 7 p.m. So um, I will do it again. And um, yeah, so anyone who's listening, please come to Church of Ascension at 7 p.m. if you want to do Ash, Valen- Ash Valentine's. Ash, Ash Wednesday with us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. It's, um, you know, Ash Wednesday is always countercultural. It's a time to remember our mortality and to um, think on sin and death and prepare for Lent, um, the beginning of Lent. But it's particularly countercultural when it's Valentine's Day because it's, uh, it's such a sentimental kind of trite shiny, happy holiday. And so that's the collision, right? So it's sentimental love versus sacrificial love. There's a gigantic gulf between those two. Yeah, that's so, um, you know, CT women asked me to write this piece, um, which uh, uh, they don't usually commission pieces, but they noticed that this was happening on the same day, um, which, of course, I noticed as well because I'm a priest um, here. And so... Um, they said, you know, could you write something on this? And um, we ha- I had a conversation with the editor, and I said, you know, I, I don't, the um, sort of most obvious um, way that people could interpret the collision between these two is kind of agape love or God's love versus eros, right, erotic love or romantic love. But I said, I don't think that's the actual division because Christians, we celebrate romantic love as well. I mean, we, we don't have a problem with romance or with love. Um, but I made a distinction in my piece between sacrificial love or self-giving love and what I call sentimental love. Um, with the sentimental love, the idea is that um, it should be easy, that you don't suffer, that it doesn't cost anything, um, that it's 
it's fun, right? All the time. And versus a view of what I think is true love, which is based in pouring out yourself. And of course, we ultimately see that in Jesus. But uh, we see that also in in marriage relationships, where I talk about celibacy in the piece as well. So, you know, I I preached today and tonight about that. Um, it's not a matter of you know the culture celebrating love and we're glorying and death. It's that we're celebrating love as well. Um, but I think we're not. What we're rejecting is sentimentality. Mm-hmm. And sentimentality, I said this earlier when I was doing some reading on Valentine's Day. I was trying to figure out who St. Valentine was um, earlier in the afternoon. And I, and looking at the two, you know, they're not sure who the actual saint was. It could be one of two people, but either one, both of them were actually martyred under Claudius II. And I thought, boy, that is a long fall from two men who were martyred to where we are, you know, spending seventy nine ninety nine on a dozen red roses. And I said, it, it, it's truly, we can take anything in our culture. We can take anything meaningful and make it vacuous. Yeah, yeah, we can. And that's the and sentiment. It, it, that's what you're talking about with sentimentality, right? Right, I am. I mean, we can do the same, I think, in the church as well. But absolutely, it becomes, you know, consumerism can eat anything. And this, this, Obviously, Valentine's is not at root a sentimental holiday. I mean, it's it's a feast day of the church. It's remembering uh, two different martyrs, uh, both named Valentine. So, um, its it, its roots are obviously deeply Christian. But like anything, and I think what has happened to a lot of Chris, even Christian holidays in America is that it's been sort of eaten up by consumerism. I mean, I think um, two years ago, I think Valentine's brought in $19 billion, billion with a B. So it, it, it is an industry. And, um, and I think that as a culture, our view of love is that it, um, it should always kind of be fun. It should always be easy. It should certainly... When Jesus, I talk in the piece about Jesus saying, no greater love has, is, um, the greatest form of love is a man laying down his life for his friend. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, first of all, to root love in friendship rather than romance is very different than what, um, our tendency is now. And, to root it in suffering friendship, not even just sort of like my best friend, she always gets me, you know, <laughs> it's always easy, but in this deep sense of um, reconciliation with God, you know, um, that there's, it's this profound act in the cross of, of love, and it's a profound act of reconciliation, but there's certainly nothing easy or shiny, or seemingly, you know, um, marketable about it in any way. And so that's the weird collision about today, right? Because there's a lot of marketing. Yeah, a lot of marketing. But I'm sure whether, you know, as you talk about in your article about people who are 
Christian believers and living a celibate life and, you know, they don't get that marketing or in your marriage. I mean, anyone who's been married for any length of time goes through, you know, valleys of, oh, you know, we're disconnected from each other. And so all of a sudden on a Valentine's Day, you're forced into a repose of, well, I, I must lo- lo- look at, uh, you know, our marriage and whether it's, you know, bright and shiny, we're in a great place or we're in a really dark place right now. You know, I've got to recognize that. And that's painful and difficult for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the piece came partly because I have a lot of friends who are single and celibate and, um, and, and some who plan on being celibate for their whole lives. And, um, they are close friends of mine. And we, so we've kind of walked through life together and through the process of that, we found, um, you know, I've seen them struggle with loneliness. I've seen them struggle with a sense of, um, there's just such an idol of, um, romantic love in our culture that that's what makes a life complete. And so I've seen them wrestle with that, but it's interesting because I am married and there's been deep, long, um, difficulty and loneliness in my marriage with my husband, you know, in times that we've been in marriage counseling, had all our friends around us kind of praying and, and just sort of um, carrying us in times that were really hard. And it, my friends who were single and celibate walked with me in that and saw that you struggle with loneliness in relationships as well. And so I wanted to bring that into the piece because I think that's not something we talk about very much as a culture, but it's sort of, um, I mean, I think we all know deep down there's, you know, some sometimes we don't get along in marriage. Sometimes marriage is hard. But I think, um, I mean, I, I think that people need to be more honest about, about how um, difficult marriage can be for long periods of time and that it's still... When, it's still worth hanging in there, mm-hmm. um, and it's still worth fighting for when you can. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to make uh, some grand statement, and I know that different people have different stories and things happen in life. But when I think um, this is a call to love, that to continue to love when it hurts, um, whether that's love for God or love for another person, that's kind of what the piece is about. Um, Tish Harrison Warren is a priest in the Anglican Church in North America, currently serves as co-associate rector at Church of the Ascension in Pittsburgh and author of Liturgy of the Ordinary, Sacred Practices in Everyday Life, which was named Christianity Today's 2018 Book of the Year. Sorry to cut you off there, Tish. Um, Okay, okay, so you did a service at noon. You'll do another one at 7. Is that right right tonight? Yes. Okay, 7 o'clock at Church of the Ascension, which is in the Shadyside, North Oakland section of Pittsburgh. Um, And so tonight, you and your congregation will remember that everyone in the room is a sinner and that our sin is what brought suffering and death into the world. So that's, that's what we think of. That's what we come to terms with if we can today. Yeah, yeah, we remember death. I mean, I did it this morning, and it's actually kind of awful to be a priest and do this, because I had to, I marked with ashes, um, like, little babies, and, like, and a sweet little girl I love in our church, she's only four years old, and to mark her with ashes and just look in her sweet, 
you know, new child eyes and say, remember that you are dust and to dust you will return. It's kind of, um, it's intense and it's, it's, it's really hard. Um, and yet it was interesting because at the end of the noon service today, I, and, and this is almost going to sound over pious because, but I promise this is not normal for me, but I just felt this overwhelming sense of joy. Um, I was smiling and I thought this is not entirely appropriate, but it's because we end with the Eucharist and we end with this, this um, proclamation of Jesus meeting us in death and bringing us into life. So the service doesn't stop at, at the ashes. We keep going, and we and it ends with sort of um, it ends with worship, honestly, and 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 this it really ends hopefully. Mm-hmm. And so the, it was good for me that I felt like okay, I'm marching all these pe- people with ashes, I'm telling them they're going to die, which is just no fun and really hard to do. And uh, but that's not I'm not leaving them there. I'm also then giving them bread and saying, this is the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. So uh, I'm glad I'm glad that I was able to do the second part, or I think I would have just had to go home and cry. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. But that, that's, the, that's, that's the Christian message, right? If we don't have, you know, I was just talking with, with a, uh, a friend this morning, and I was saying, for the joy that was set before him, Jesus endured the cross. If we don't know where we're going, I mean, Jesus needed to know where he was going to get through what he had to get through. So we're no different. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And Lent is certainly a space. I mean, I said, there's nothing wrong with going home and crying in Lent. It is certainly a space for lament. It's certainly a space to be, to remember that we are all deeply sinful and we, um, all of us are, in this together. We're all, every single Christian who's ever lived, every single human who's ever lived has had to dealt with their vulnerability and mortality and weakness and sinfulness. Um, so this, that's a great time to do this. But today in particular, I, um, I also got to talk about love and got to talk about hope and the gospel. And that I'm grateful that I got to do that. Outstanding. Well, Tish, thanks an awful lot. We're grateful that you're here with us today. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Yeah, it's always fun thanks to much. be with you guys. Thanks. So, uh, Tish Harrison Warren, uh, the book is just fabulous, really. Uh, Liturgy we love of the Ordinary. The book. If you're thinking, wait a minute, what's, what's that book? That's the one with the peanut butter and jelly on exactly, the Exactly, a green cover, yeah. right? Liturgy of the Ordinary, Sacred if Practices read in it, Everyday you Life. Should. Um, we just love her so much, and here she is at the Church of the Ascension in the uh, Shady Side, North Oakland section of town, where she's the, the co-associate pastor, Tish Harrison Warren. Take a break, come back. It's the uh, Ash Wednesday, Valentine's Day edition of the Ride Home. This collision of the sacred and the uh, the silly. Stay with us. endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights among them life endowed means it's given to us not by the government but by our creator unalienable means it can't be taken away by man it's a right given to us by god all that you have done from your birth until now may not matter as much as what you do today you know a wise man once said 
choosing right over wrong, ethics over convenience, truth over popularity. These are the decisions that measure a man's life. I've said it on this floor many times and I'll say it again. There's never a wrong time to do the right thing. There's a cause greater than self, a cause greater than any group. I believe that this is that cause. Vote for Rick Saccone on March 13th. Paid for by CatholicVote.org, not authorized by any candidate's committee. It's Allie. You may have heard me talking I have for years in Pittsburgh about how I lost 25 pounds in 30 days with the YP10 weight loss system from Slim Me One. And Kevin, I do believe that the reason this works is because it's so easy to do. It is so easy to do. There's not a whole lot to have to think about. And then also seeing the weight coming off that scale each and every morning and the scale becoming your friend also makes it so simple to do. That really keeps you motivated. And knowing it's only a 30-day weight loss program, and the results are every single day, plus the compliments start showing up about a week in. It's incredibly motivating. And the most important thing is the frustration of failure is gone because I finally found something that works. When you compare this to all those nationally advertised programs where it takes you six to nine months to lose 20 pounds and thousands of dollars by the time you're finished, the YP10 weight loss system, it's inexpensive, it's 30 days. And when you factor in all the money you save from the convenience food you don't eat for that 30 days, it's almost free. Give it a try for your Go to SlimMe1.com and start today. On February 16th, from Pure Flix. Samson, chosen by the living God. A hero will rise. He has the strength of a God. I saw it with my own eyes. My name is Samson, and you will face the wrath of God. Samson, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. In theaters February 16th. For tickets and information, go to Samson.movie. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville is everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Renovate, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit ExtremeTruck.net. 412-257-1006, ExtremeTruck.net. Cloudy and mild tonight with occasional rain. Temperatures steady or slowly rising into the 50s. Cloudy and warm tomorrow with spotty drizzle in the morning, then periods of rain in the afternoon. 63 degrees. Rain, some heavy at times tomorrow night. Watch for flash flooding. Low 44, then colder Friday with some rain, perhaps ending as a bit of wet snow. Temperatures will fall into the 30s. I'm Aki Weathers Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. This is a, in my opinion, a lower, a lesser version. This is Michael Bolton. Am I right about that? Yes. Thank you. And the originator? The originator. I'll be really shocked if you get this. Uh, No, wait. Um, Proper guess. Roy Orbison. No, no. Okay, it's just no. Um. Well, first of all, Ray Charles would have killed it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that's not who did it. Uh, Smokey Robinson. Okay, I give up. Percy Sledge, oh. 1966. 
right. I did know that. Well, yes. where's the Percy Sledge version? Let's hear that one. Yeah, let's hear you that. You want to hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah I definitely I think I would that. prefer to hear that. See if I can find it. Michael Bolton was like a uh, was like an amplifier on 10. It's a lot. It was a lot. A lot to take. Is he Great kind of, voice, but just a lot. The career sort of waned, do you think? It did wane. Yeah. <laughs> you got nothing. It there it is. There is the, this is a Hammond B3. Oh, yeah. When a man loves a woman, Are you kidding me? Ten out of ten. Percy Sledge. Five star rating. So when you hear things like that, you think I would love to have been in that room when that was laid down mm-hmm. to just experience that feeling. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he sang that I, multiple times. You know, that's times. funny. You said I thought that about Etta Cox singing at last. Hmm. What? Would that have been like? Did she did she work that ten times? Did she do it twenty times? Or she, did she just go in one time and just know. do that? I'm sure sometimes there's. Did light- I say Etta Cox? I meant Etta James. Etta James, yeah. I'm sure, there's sometimes there's lightning. I'm in sure the bottle Etta Cox like here in Pittsburgh is happy that I confused the two. But yeah, that'd be a compliment. But there's sometimes there's lightning in a bottle like that. But you'd think that, you know, the nature of creativity. Sometimes first time is the only time, but other times you kind of have to sort of mm-hmm. come at it at an angle and work it this side. Let's let's try that. Let's have a little lunch, and then you know, I mean, I think. Well, that, look at how my, you know you and I record things all the time. Yeah, you know, commercial spots or well, voiceovers. Percy Sledge. I'm not trying to equate the two. No, but I'm just saying, how many times do we go in there and we have to do it? Try I just did one a couple days ago. I think I had to do it ten different times. Because it's just hard to get the thing that you're going for. And we're yeah. talking about something simple like an advertisement, whereas yeah. this it's nothing like a song that Deep that emotion. has become iconic. But it does give you a, a window into how difficult it can be to get the thing you want to get. Yeah, yeah. And it's a number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100 in R&B single charts in 1966. Of course it was. Right. And look at that. I mean, the, you know, the recording of that time in that studio, that was as basic mm-hmm. as basic could be. Right. I mean, probably a couple of mics. Right? Working on a reel-to-reel player. Trumpet player was probably playing in his ear. Yeah. (laughs) He's probably like, can you quiet it down? That's probably what he's thinking. But the nature of that emotion, of the truth of those lyrics, right, can can do no wrong. When you're in love, you can do no wrong Mm -hmm. there. I have a quote for you. Okay. I've looked up some Valentine's Day quotes. All right. Okay. I'm going to read some that I like and some that I think are ridiculous, and you can decide which is which. Give me the beauty and the schmaltz. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is? Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Mm-hmm. I love that. How do I love thee? Yeah, I love that. I love that poem. Yeah, sure. um, love is composed of a single soul inhabiting two bodies. That's Aristotle. Uh-huh. Okay. That's ridiculous. Say it again. Love is composed of a single soul inhabiting two bodies. Well, that's in the flush of first love. Aristotle didn't say it was in the flush of yeah. first love. He just said it. Your looks are laughable. Wrong. Yeah. It's not a lot of... You want to hear another one? Yeah, please. Young love is a flame. Very pretty. 
often hot and fierce, but still only light and flickering. The love of the older and disciplined heart is as coals, deep burning, unquenchable. That's very good. That's a good one. That sure is. Who's, who is that? Henry Ward Beecher. Hmm, okay. Do you remember, I was thinking about this the other day. Do you remember <laughs> first love fear? Fear of, like the fact that they wouldn't like me anymore? That it's going to go away. Oh, yeah. Is that the most heinous feeling? I know, it is. Because all of a sudden, like you're possessing something that is so beyond yourself, that's so big and beautiful, that it's such a surprise in the weight, the gravity of it. Right. And then you think, oh, no, that's going to end. Right, what or, if they don't love me anymore? When, now I was, you know, of the certainty that that would end. When, when will when they not it, love me yeah, anymore? Exactly. I like the because, fact that you determined that for sure it would happen. Well, because I'm unworthy. Right. Uh, you know, you recognize right. your own wretchedness and you think, oh, they're going to They're going to They're going to figure out who me. I am. And, and then, then it's, it's all over. Right. And then I'm done. That's the worst. That is terrible. Yeah. It's very painful. Okay, what do you think of this one? Love makes your soul crawl out from its hiding place. That's good. Isn't that good? Zora Neale Hurston. It makes your soul crawl out out from its hiding place. place. Because love wants you to be known. You have to be vulnerable or it doesn't work. I need to share. But that's super scary. It's super scary. But it's so delicious, isn't it? It really is. Love makes your soul crawl out from its hiding place. When you... good. When you discover each other and you allow yourself to be known in your wholeness, you've done that. You know, when you find that love, those long hours of conversation and what's that like, is that, Mm -hmm. that's the most marvelous thing. You ready for another one? Sure. If I had a flower for every time I thought of you, I could walk through my garden forever. (laughs) Oh, that's kind of sweet. That's kind of cheese. Well, you know, that's Alfred Lord Tennyson. I don't mean to criticize Lord Tennyson, yeah. but it's, I think it's a little small. He's I mean, really? It. He's I had a flower it. for every time I thought I'd walk through my garden forever. Yeah, come on. Sorry. Am What's I being too say? critical? A little bit. Okay. I mean, you know, it's not like he's going. You know, rather, he said, I'm going to be at Costco thinking about you in the garden. Love is like quicksilver in the hand. Leave the fingers open and it stays. Clutch it and it darts away. Right. Dorothy Parker, you think that's mm, cheese? That's good. Kind of who is that, Dorothy Parker? Mm-hmm. Oof. That's, uh, a, that's a rough character. I thought that was uh, Song of Solomon. No. Uh, the Song of Solomon. <laughs> you haven't gone there yet, have you? No, I can't, I can't read some of that. No, wow. It's <laughs> <laughs> a family program. Yeah. <laughs> that Bible, I'm telling you, that oh, just gets, gets something that's going. Some hot stuff going on there. Okay, last one. Okay. Age does not protect you from love, but love, to some extent, Protects you from age. Mm, mm. That's really good. That's really, really good. I really like that one. Uh-huh. Anay Nin. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just a couple I uh, picked out for you, too. Isn't it funny Ruminate when, you, know, on when you look at your husband or your wife and you still see them in that, in that bloom of youth? In that, mm-hmm. Do you see that? I mean, I, I, oftentimes, you know, my wife will turn and I'll go, oh, yeah. Remember? Mm-hmm. And I love that so much. Mm-hmm. How about... Do you have a family photo album? Do you still have a family photo album? I sure do. I have multiple yeah. photo albums. And you go back to those first ones? Yep. Oh, I love them I so know. much. I should find the one of Eric and I on Valentine's Day. I read we got engaged. Oh, I'd love I to see that. that. I told, I've told Rhonda about that last yeah, night. Yeah. Great I'd, story. I don't think I have that on my computer. I'll have to go yeah. find that somewhere. Yeah, Mike, so do you have, when you told that story yesterday about you 
proposing to your wife in Market Square. Which is an awesome story I never heard till yesterday. Do you have a video of that? She corrected me yesterday. Oh, okay. Oh, I love that. Oh, so she, he, he never Square. did that. It, was it wasn't a Market Square. Square. Oh, Station Square. Yeah. Market Square. It wasn't Square. a Market Square. It was My Fair yeah. Lady. It yeah. wasn't Mary Poppins. And no. Station Square. Where yeah. at Station Square? It was Square? a square. Out on the lookout. It was in Time. Actually, it was in Times Square. Oh. <laughs> he got it confused what city he was in. <laughs> All right. Well, still, it's an excellent story. Yeah. It is a great story. You never make that mistake again. Yeah. All right. Should we take a break? Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's go out with some, some of this. Stay, little Valentine, stay. Each day is Valentine's Day. Your credit card companies love you. They love it when your cards stay maxed out. They love it when you only make minimum payments. They love it when you struggle. Why? Because they own you. And minimum payments mean maximum profits. Here's great news. National Debt Relief is now offering you free information on how to escape your credit card debt nightmare. If you owe more than $10,000 in credit card debt and are only barely making minimum payments, know this, you may not have to pay it all back. In fact, you may have the right to settle that debt for only a fraction of what you owe. National Debt Relief has helped thousands of people get rid of over $500 million of debt, and they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Get the information you need for free right now before this offer goes away. Call National Debt Relief now and escape your credit card debt troubles. 800-679-1288. 800-679-1288. 800-679-1288. Here's some great news. If you miss the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or more importantly, if you signed up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing program that's been around for 25 years, and they have hundreds of thousands of members all across the country. And get this, over the years, MediShare members have shared more than $1 billion of each other's medical bills. Best of all, you could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is about 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money. Think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have a lot to offer? Well, think again. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. Here's the number to find out more, and there's no pressure. They're super easy to talk to. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. The return on my investment has been beyond my imagination. Stock Family Dentistry's Dr. Megan Stock on unexpected blessings. I always wanted to be a great dentist, but what I wasn't prepared for is the relationships that I'm able to develop. It's a deeper relationship than I thought I would be developing with my patients, and it's reawakening my relationship with God, and I think it has just about everything to do with me purchasing this practice and the patients welcoming me like they did. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Most mattress ads are dominated by offers of long-term, interest-free financing, often for five years or more. Just how expensive is that mattress if it takes you five years to pay for it? Retailers build the financing costs into the already inflated price of the product. This is Robin Trzinski. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't offer long-term financing and don't inflate prices. Why? We believe in transparency and honest pricing. Get a great bed that you can actually afford. OriginalMattress.com
wouldn't you like to? It's not unusual oh, to be loved. You think it's anything about the balloon? Yes. It's not unusual to it's Tom Jones. Oh, good call. But when I see you 1968. I don't even have a guess on that. It's not unusual. Lower. Lower. 66. Lower. 64? 64. Wow. It's not unusual. Tom Jones. You love that one, Mike. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's bouncy. Sure. How I about like the uh, the duo of Tom Jones and Engelbert Humperdinck? Were they a duo? <laughs> well, no, but they... They looked the look same. Like, they, Didn't they look the same? They sort of had that same arena. They had right? the same hair. Yeah, they had the same kind of vibe. Yeah. Now, Tom Jones was the superior of the two, I believe. I don't know. I, mean, I, don't, you know. I, don't, I, don't, I, I would not... I might not be able to tell them apart if I saw them. Oh, you would. They really? like to okay. me in my head. They're they have the merged guy. into one person. Yeah. Well, they're Br- you know the Br- maybe Engelbert Humperdinck was Welsh. Maybe Tom Jones was Welsh. I don't know. But that same kind of style, the same sort of sixties vibe, mm-hmm. the, the skin tight black clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not unusual. It's not unusual. Is it? No, I don't think it is. Nineteen sixty. What's it? Sixty four. Holy smokes. Oh, and you were th- wouldn't you like to ride my beautiful balloon? That's, that's exactly what, that's what I thought what I was it was, too. Which is the fifth dimension. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's well, not he, a great song, either. No. no. He, he wrote it in 64, but it wasn't released until 65. Oh, okay. okay. Right, thank so, you. All right. All right. I appreciate it for that clarification. Okay, so Sorry. what? So here we are, uh, Ash Wednesday. Now, you know, the tradition is that, you know, whether it's Catholic or Anglican, not Presbyterian, but you would give, you would sacrifice something for the 40 days of the Lenten period. Yes. Of course, you always get Sunday off, mm-hmm. which I always thought was cheating. But so I came home last night and my uh, my 17-year-old was sitting at the dining room table drinking this, His whenever he wants to treat himself, treat yourself, he gives himself <laughs> yes. a beautiful bottle, a high-end bottle of cream soda. Oh, that's good. I mean, I don't know where that gets, is so good, and it's like high end. You know, it's like sort of like designer cream soda. And every time I see it, I go, "Give me a swig of that, please." And I'll drink and go, mm, "Man!" So I said, "What's the deal?" He goes, "I'm giving up all." <laughs> I don't know where this comes from. I've decided to give up all liquid other than water for Lent. <laughs> so you know, he likes himself like Mike and me a, a Dew. He'd give mm-hmm. himself a Mountain Dew. So that he's going to disavow. I'm sure, he's a fan of liquid Tylenol. Uh, he, he he drinks Gatorade like it's going out of style. So all that's going to go away. He's just going to drink water for the next. He might get skinnier. I would it's think a lot he of would calories get if he drinks yeah. a lot of Gatorade. He's yeah. drinking a lot of calories. He likes all his... of a sudden are going to go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here it is for me. I don't necessarily want, and I understand the idea of self-sacrifice. Right? You're going to give something up to draw closer to God. I'd like to instead. Add something. Yeah. I did that a year ago. This has been a subject of conversation in, in my household over the last week or so um, about are you going to give something up? Are you going to take something on? How, like, yeah. what, what's your situation going to be? And my daughter, who's the same age as your son, mm-hmm. she decided to give up Snapchat. Oh, months, that's good. Which was a big step for her. And I, we asked her why. And she said because she just she feels like she has to pick something hard. Or it's not – it doesn't yeah, honor the it. season. And she feels like she spends too much time on it. And so she's trying. Which So I was like, good for you. Yeah, like, yeah. Knock yourself. So so as your son was drinking the cream soda, she was sending out her last Snapchats see last you. night, right? Like, see, I'll see you Easter see Sunday. In, see you in a little bit, right? So I was – so she said, well, Mommy, what are you going to give up? And I was reflecting because last Ash Wednesday, 
Um, Last I year. Dis- right. I decided to take up exercise because I just had not exercised in – I had not exercised on a regular basis in at least five years. And I just thought this is not the way I'm supposed to – I shouldn't live this way. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to do it. I decided to do it five days a week for Lent. And I did. And uh, so now it's been a year later and I've kept it up. Now, I don't do it five days. Sometimes I do it four days. But I, I have not given it up um, throughout the whole year. And I'm really grateful for it. I mean, it. I still hate it, though. That's the problem. Of course, like, I don't exercise. like it any more than I did a year ago. But does it draw you closer to God? Yeah, I feel like it makes me more contemplative. While you're exercising yeah. in the midst of all that angst yeah. and hatred, you can yeah. go, okay, God. I, yeah. I really I'm do. You. Here I am. I really do. Be and I me. and I feel like it's good to make yourself do something you don't want to do. Yeah. I do. To I f- force yourself it's into It's very it. hard. I would think that after all this time I would start to like it. Mhm. No, you know you won't. I'm not gonna- Some people are drawn to it. I mean look <laughs> so? look at the Olympians. I know you they think- must like it, right? Of course they must. Of course. It's not unusual. It's not unusual. No. I don't think it is. All right. Take a break, come back. And uh, on the flip side, we got Engelbert Humberdink. And by the way, I didn't lose a pound. You did not lose any weight. None. And all that exercise. None. All right, let's, That's really depressing, let's isn't it? Start drinking some cream soda. <laughs> you wouldn't put a square peg in a round hole. So why would you deploy a traditional firewall in a modern decentralized network? Firewalls have new requirements for businesses leveraging SaaS-based applications and public cloud platforms like AWS, Azure, and Google Cloud. We're in the cloud generation now, so your firewalls have to be engineered to fit right in. Reclaim your cloud network. Try a Barracuda cloud generation network or application firewall free at barracuda.com slash firewalls. For just five quarters a day, you can sponsor a child through Compassion International. It's pocket change to you. It's life changing for a child in need. Be part of the change. Become a sponsor now at compassion.com slash radio. That's compassion.com slash radio. I love this song. Me too. And the answer to all my dreams. Is that on the same album? Yes, it is. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good album. It's a great album. Well, that. John even looked up the album. Yeah. In the, uh, in the commercial. Exactly. You described it exactly. I was impressed when I saw it. Yep. Because I love this album. I played this thing forever and ever and ever. Okay, so what year was this? Uh, I know. I don't know. Seventy. I think I said seventy-four. Thank nice, you. John. Yeah. What the heck? Well, if anything, I'm a child of the seventies. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> Good and bad, and I carry a lot of that bad with me. <laughs> help me. Oh, help me, somebody. All right. So I looked this up earlier. Why does the XOXO mean hugs and kisses? I don't know. But yeah. I do you ever do you sign XOXO? Sometimes. Oh, I mean, not geez. when I'm talking to you. But. Of course you don't. <laughs> but yeah, I've done it. XOXO. I've, okay, listen. Okay. okay, so I looked this up on... Uh, what? <laughs> Can you imagine? It's John and Kathy show. XOXO. <laughs> what? Uh, listen, we can't be 100% sure. According to todayifoundout.com, mm. which is my new favorite website. Todayifoundout.com. Yeah. We can't be 100% sure why or how XOXO ultimately came to mean hugs and kisses, mm. but we do have at least a reasonably good theory to work in the X part. 
Signing letters with an X dates back to the Middle Ages. At this time, many people couldn't read or write. Yeah. So this was an easy way for someone to sign something, particularly a legal document, and assert that whatever was said in the document was true. Specifically, interestingly enough, the X represented a Christian cross. Oh. Right? Which also meant Christ at this time. So by say, by putting the X there, you were essentially saying, in Christ's name, this is true. Okay? Hmm. That's where it came from, right? Yeah. So... In any event, so X was used on documents in this way. And so there was an element of pledging, of like saying, this is what I actually I believe. But then somehow it became a term of endearment? Yeah, well, yeah, because if I send a, a card to my this husband and I say, I love you, and you put X and O, it means I really mean it. That's, I, I you know, identify with All that. Right. Where the O came from, that's a little, that's oh, up for discussion. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, that's a... The Valentine's Day, Ash Wednesday edition of the Ride Home. First one of these we've ever done because yeah. we haven't been on the air since 1945. Maybe I mean, f- we have been on the air, but we weren't on the air in 1945. Yeah. Well, have a great night and happy Valentine's Day. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.